This Could Get Dicey is an imperfect Dungeons and Dragons game played imperfectly. Like the name suggests, this podcast could get dicey. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. And welcome to This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a group of buds get to unwind from their 9 to 5s and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny Nieto, I play Loomis Bjorn, and before things get a little too dicey, i just like to say it's a beautiful day to watch someone else watch their favorite band live. Oh. Say the band? Oh, I thought you were going to guess, but... I thought that was like I our know. bit now. Oh. I already know this But one. you know what it is. I got it. I already know who it is. <laughs> no, I don't know. Becky, you guess. Have I not been paying attention to Destiny's life? Uh, I knew okay. because David. Oh, was it Modest Mouse? No. That's a good guess, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was actually really envious that David got to go. Yeah, both of you, I guess, got to go to the show. Yeah, it was oh. it was Death Cab for Cutie and the Poster oh. Service. So the Ben Gibbard show. I, I was trying to get the tickets to that show, and they sold out so fast. Yeah, Mr. Gizbo's wild, <laughs> wild tour of fun and sad. Thing. <laughs> I forgot that's what it was called. Th- that's what it should have been called. Yes. <laughs> Hard time fitting it all on the poster. <laughs> Mr. Gizbo. So <laughs> it goes by now. He's reinventing himself. Uh, was it good? <laughs> oh, it was phenomenal. It was so good. And it was not absolutely hot outside. There was, dare I say, a nice breeze. Ooh. It All was, the more it magical. Was great. Yes, very much so. Nice. Nice. Hi, my name is Alex Villarreal. Uh, I play Ellis Vindove. And today is a beautiful day to celebrate my favorite national holiday, which is the day before the first cold front, Eve. <laughs> Excellent. Thank we've you. We've made it, everybody. Come to us. Win yes, Christmas. Alex. We've, Thank you. We've made it. Yeah. We're almost set. We have two coming in the next three days. Two, two cold fronts. Don't worry about the fact. Next week is still going to be in the high 80s, but don't worry about it. Doesn't it. matter. But it was going to Sat- be 94, and that got that disappeared. The 94 right. next week disappeared. So the the high Saturday, 75. Yes. The yes, low. Yes. Perfect. The low is like 56. Yes. Let's go. It's 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 so nice. I'm. Ugh, it's. And by the time this episode comes out, we'll be living in it. You know. Ideally, yeah. Like well, well into it. Hopefully, we'll colder still, but you know. <laughs> it's it's always it's always tough this first cold front because like we're gonna get like another patch of like warmer weather. It like always happens. Like we were like, oh, it's here, and then it's like they rip it like gets ripped away from us. But mm-hmm. like, gosh, that first. It's like, true. Tomorrow tomorrow morning when I leave for work, it's gonna be like pouring rain, mm. and oh. it's gonna make the drive a little spooky. But, but I just you know, know it's gonna what clear comes up. with that rain. I know it's, it's like coming. <laughs> Well, that's usually, it's like one weekend ACL is cold and rainy, and one weekend's stupid hot. Yeah, I'm glad it's not. 
Unless I was worried that the rain was gonna fall like, like direct on right. this weekend. But you know, that's what Austin gets for planning a giant festival in the beginning of October. So you take the risk. It's supposed to be the second wettest month of the year. Why would they plan it this month? Is it Hell really? Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. I don't want to get too much into climate in change. But okay. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> my name is Kenny Chilton, and I play Emil Mazak. And it's a beautiful day to have an electric heating pad. They're the best. I got one of these bad boys on me right now. Um, Where? You got cramps? No, I, I have a herniated disc in my spine. Oh, oh no. I have been no. <laughs> I have been immobile for three days. <laughs> this is the most movement I've got done is getting up to come oh. to this show. Um, well, thank you for being here today, Kenny. Commitment. Yeah, you know, good muscle relaxer. <laughs> prescriptions. Oh, so you're feeling relaxer. good. <laughs> uh, well, I held off taking this dose because it really has made me very loopy. Um, mm-hmm. And like it takes all of my concentration to be present, so I didn't take it yet. So my back okay. is spasming, but I'm here. So if you hear like everyone a yelp at home or something, <laughs> everyone at home, you too can thank Kenny for being here today by using code Kenny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> on how high do you, how high do you have the heating pad up to? Oh, all the way. All maximum. The way. Look, this is my little. Oh no, it's only on warm right now. Now it's on maximum. Oh. Is it Target brand, that little arrow? Yeah. Sponsor us. Use code Kenny, yeah. thank you, on Target for your own free heating pad. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. And if, the they don't, they, and if they don't give it to you, go to the store and riot. And tell them, this could get dicey. Would love to be. Yeah, uh, we sent you. Yeah, would love to get sponsored. Anyway, get a heating pad. Hi, my name is Becky Schmader. I'm the game master for This Could Get Dicey. And it's a beautiful day to make your sixth character in Baldur's Gate 3. Have any of your characters died yet? No. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, yes. Oh, but no, no. Yeah, they yeah, do I die, mean, right? There's no, like, permadeath, so. What's this one about? This one is special. I went through the effort of really modding my game. So that way it has this one mod where you can add, like, 50 different playable races to the game. And then you also have to add like a bunch of spells and stuff. So I'm playing the closest thing to the character that's in the campaign I have with Destiny and Alex. It is, I'm playing playing Alokatha. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A fish person. Because uh, they don't have any frog people. So I'm playing a fish person named Gubby, who's a spore druid, who's having the time of their life uh, just with a little, with a little tadpole in their head. Is it the same story in this game every time you play it? Like, it's the same stuff? Yes and no. I keep finding stuff, hearing stuff, seeing stuff that I uh, haven't run into before. And then also there's, like, different branches and, like, different things you can do. Like, if you want to romance Minthara or just have Minthara as one of your companions, you have to either, like, ignore a whole quest line or um, uh, kill some people. That you wouldn't normally do. That you would use kind of evil, quote unquote. That's a lot There's of commitment to this game. That is. Hey, yeah, if you could add one mod to this could get dicey to Drugala, what mod would you add in? <laughs> Fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I don't know. Uh I don't I don't know. I would do the like one punch kill mm-hmm. oh, from I The see. Last of Us. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. That's a good one. 
or like the civilians riot cheat code from Grand Theft Auto Three, <laughs> and they're always chasing you, trying to kill you. Yep. <laughs> These are good ones. I don't have. I don't have any good mods. All the mods I are visual ones that I've been adding to, to Baldur's Gate Three. There's the classic Wicked Whims mod for Sims. What's Who that? knows about that one? Is that where everyone wants to sleep with you? Not well, kind of. It's it's it's. It's like a, a aggressive sex mod, basically. Oh. I have never installed it. For the record, I have never installed it. I sure. Mod, I okay. Sure. I have, then how do you know it? about it? Because it was all on Twitter. Yeah, all of it was on Twitter. This. Alex, I remember distinctly showing you this. Yeah, you probably did. Chocolate pro- berries. You probably did. Uh, hold on. Let me. Yeah. Do- let me. I gotta download something really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's an infamous mod for The Sims. So. Becky saves all of her nasty mods for Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> it turns every roller coaster into a penis. <laughs> That's like all you could do, right? What else would it be? If you give, yeah, me, ten, if you give me ten minutes, I could come up with a few more. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, anyways, Baldur's Gate Three still still latched onto my little brain, and at this point, it has now been two months since, it, since its release. So, well done, Larian. Sponsor us. Sponsor, please, please, God, God, please, please sponsor us, Larian Studios. And with that, let us begin. Last we left off, our adventurers took some time to run errands around town in Mistfall, uh, deciding to get some formal wear for the upcoming ball that they would be attending. Uh, they sent out a f- uh, they sent out a few letters uh, to family, and they went shopping at Shrimp by Timotheos or Tiny Tim's. Uh, they decided on a deal to go shrimping for a week on the river, and in return, Tiny Tim would teach them how to do some lock picking. Although I think only Emil succeeded in learning. So did I. So did you. So did you. So did the two of you who, yes, Loomis and Emil learned how to do lock picking after shrimping for a week. Uh, we are now on the evening before the 24th day of Wind Crisp, uh, in which Loomis has a meeting with Professor Ramovic at the Academy, which was set forth 28 episodes ago. Uh, Professor Ramovic being a pr- scholar of religion and most importantly of the god Dodathal. Uh, wh- what are you all doing on this evening uh, before anything exciting that you all decide to do before taking a little nap, a little sleepy? I, so I think we're in the Squirrel's Folly. Yeah, at, at our usual table or something. And I say, so I feel, um, now don't judge me too hard for this. We did basically like three weeks when we first met of like really hard fighting stuff. And now we've spent like a week not doing any fighting at all. Um, I'm a little worried about having to fight again and not having done any of it. In like a week, I, I before I left home, I was on like a regular routine. I was training, I, uh, practicing my my skills. You know, does anyone want to want to fight me? Does anyone want to train? Absolutely. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's spar. Uh, Alaren, can we fight in here? Oh, oh, uh, you could you could go to the, like the back deck area. I don't think anyone's out there right now. So if you need some space. Well, you could go out there. All right. Uh, well, Loomis, you're not going to kill me, are you? 
Loomis already starts walking to the back area. <laughs> Alice, she's not. Ca- he's not going to kill me, is he? If uh, he kills you, um, I'll see if you're actually going to die, and then I'll heal you. Okay. Yeah, I just want to stay sharp, you know. Yeah. Oh my I'm, god. That's interesting I'm that you train that you train so much. I don't. I don't train at all. Well, I my. Oh god, Loomis is out there. Yeah, I have. I, as we're walking out there. Yeah, I had to train a lot because in my childhood I just kind of scrapped around and, you know, fought, got got, a, got by by the skin of my teeth or whatever. But, you know, I wanted to be sure I knew what I was doing. And when whatever's happening to me started happening, I wanted to know more about it. And so Sir Quain, I thought he, he trained me uh, in in combat. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see if I can stand up to a 200 something year old vampire. Probably not, but um, you know, I'll I'll be here too. I'll I'll be I'll be ref. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I want to go out and train with Loomis. <laughs> okay, yeah, you all head to the back porch of uh, the Squirrels' Folly, uh, which looks upon the river out back and the mist from the waterfall. Uh, Loomis, I assume, has been like limbering up here already, prepared perhaps <laughs> uh, for this. Yeah, you, uh, s- you see Loomis stretching, kind of doing the splits, even maybe twirling their spear in their hand, just getting ready. Oh, you're using spears? Okay, I'm going to close the back door and, like, whatever I have to do to close the curtain so people can't use, can't see me out here. Okay. Using my bark hands. Sure. Um, sure. Okay, we're going weapons. Okay, look at Ellis. This is a lot more serious than I thought. I mean, we don't have to use weapons. I just, it's just habit for me to pull out my spear no no we, we it's okay uh i wouldn't stand a chance without without this i don't think yeah loomis also punches it pretty hard too that's true all right i turned both my hands into twisted roots making sure that there's nobody around to see us uh okay yeah go ahead and roll a perception check see if anyone's looking eight you you can't tell. I think you're like a little you you're kind of sweating a little bit seeing Loomis uh, prepared like this. Uh, why don't the two of you roll initiative to see okay. uh, who gets to to go first here? All right, I want a good clean fight. I want everybody to to be nice to each other, even though you're gonna be hitting each other. No hitting in the eyes and no hitting in the wiener. Um, but everywhere else is super fair fair game. Um, I would say no biting, but I've seen Loomis do something similar to that. So, uh, Emil, good luck. And initiative. I rolled an eight. Eighteen. Okay, Loomis gets to go first. Excellent. Non-lethally. Sure. We're going to just say all of this is non-lethal, so (laughs) no one has to say that. You all are having a friendly little spar. (laughs) In which someone could still, you know, go unconscious, but uh <laughs> Yay, And this is this is the evening, right? Like right before bedtime, just yes. kinda yeah. a nightcap. But you <laughs> never know, maybe a dragon's gonna come and <laughs> just land on the back porch. I don't know. Okay. Going to try to attack once with my spear. That will be a dirty 20. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Loomis goes, okay, are you ready? I, yep, I'm ready. <laughs> and as he says, and Loomis just pokes him in the gut with his spear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. <laughs> How much? Ellis. 
how much damage. Oh, am I? I guess we have to roll. Yeah, we gotta know who's gonna win. That would be seven points of damage. Okay. And then. Oh yeah. Do you do any count? Yeah, I'm gonna do another attack with my spear. So I poke him with my spear, take it out, and then you're gonna poke him again. We'll try to at least. Okay. Oh, that is a natural one oh. for eight. <laughs> okay. Right. Can I play off of that? Absolutely. I think as you go for the second stab, um, maybe more nimbly than you thought he could move, um, Emil's going to jump up and do the cool thing where he like stands on the end of your staff. <laughs> um, Ooh. Uh, and like kind of use it to to like pounce towards you. So like I jump off the end of your, your spear towards you and... Uh, I'm going to take two Twisted Roots attacks, because I can do two attacks now. The real reason Kenny wanted to do this is just he wants to show off his character. I haven't fought in a while. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I kind of forgot Um, how to. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. So my first attack was a 17. That does not hit. Uh, My second attack was a natural one. (laughs) So (laughs) as I bounce off, I say... um, here I come! And I just like <laughs> slice twice and I think just whiff both of them. Are you trying to hit me? I was. I was trying to hit you as I kind of like get get up and dust myself off and maybe like stand behind a table a little bit <laughs> or something. <laughs> a picnic table in the back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Loomis, how do you follow up? I guess after dodging his attacks... Loomis is going to attack him again with the spear in the in the belly again. Okay. That will be sixteen plus seven. Yep. yep. <laughs> Jesus. Twenty three. Twenty three. Uh so that's six points of damage. Alright. And then I am going to do an extra attack with the spear again. So essentially the same move, like poking him again, taking it out, poking it in again, just trying it out. Uh, 18 plus 7. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 25. <laughs> and that's going to be another 6 points of damage. Cool, cool, cool. How's Emil looking? You know, I'm not bloodied yet, but okay. I would say there is some blood coming through my shirt. Sure. <laughs> Don't, don't worry about it. It's all good. I say I'm like holding my wound. Okay. As you say it, it's all good. Loomis says, okay, then I'm going to do it again. And <laughs> Loomis, I'm going to use my bonus action to do an unarmed strike to just punch him in the chest. Okay. A dirty 20. Yeah. Oh How God. fun! Seven <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> okay, now I'm blessed. <laughs> okay. I really like how you... I've learned a lot from you, Loomis, as I stumble out. I How you attack multiple times. It's really cool. <laughs> Watch this. I'm going to switch dice here real quick. <laughs> okay. Like, shit. Watch this. Um, okay, two more. <laughs> Fuck. Two more Twisted Roots. The first one is a 19. That hits. And the second one's a natural one. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, The 19 does nine points of piercing damage. 
Okay. Um, and the other one's a natural one. Yeah, I guess you probably uh, like are able to get like a shot in on Loomis, and then maybe like feeling a little desperation, you swing a little a little large. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, what does like, Loomis do to me on, yeah. on this like very apparent big swing with my offhand? Can Loomis dodge it by grabbing it with one hand and then punching him in the face with the other? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I get it. Just because, like, I feel Loomis's visceral reaction of just like, oh, I just got hit. Now I need to do everything I can to hit this person back. So that is going to be 15 plus 7. Yep. 22. So this is an unarmed um, mm-hmm. For seven points of damage. All right. I think you punched me in the face, and I feel a little blood come to my mouth, and I look at Alice, and I say, Okay, ref. Okay, call it. <laughs> call it. Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> As I dodge, maybe another instinctual attack from Loomis. I'm sure. Call it. All right. All right, Loomis. You can stop now. I just imagine, like, Loomis, like, twirling their spear, like, not stopping yes. it. And Emil's, like, now, like, hunched <laughs> over, like, on the ground. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's an appropriate scene. Um, I, w- I walk over to you, Emil, and I go, you tried your best, and that's all that matters. And I pat you on the back as I cast uh, Healing Word um, at second level, and you get uh, 13 points of healing back. Thank you. Check to see that the wound closed up on my tummy. Oh, right. Loomis, very, that was exactly, yeah, exactly what I was looking for. Not really, but thank you for helping me get out, get out and a little more active. How are you? Any, any notes for me? I guess my only note is, is you know, try the, to hit your opponent more. Yeah, that's good advice. I haven't trained with my offhand very much. Ellis, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say as a casual observer, um... Loomis seemed to have one similar strategy, which was just to stab you in the stomach a lot. Um, maybe next time, just like move out of, uh, just yeah. watch your tummy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll try to move more. I have my new suit also, which is pretty armored, so hopefully that will help. Do you want to go, Ellis? Be careful with this one. He's really <laughs> strong. Would you be fine if I used magic? Yeah, I'd be more than happy to do that. Okay. Thunder wave. (laughs) (laughs) Sends us both flying off the squirrel's folly. Okay, both of you go ahead and roll initiative, a new initiative here uh, with the two of you. Emil, I think you you go to to set up as being the ref, and when you turn to to look uh, back at the squirrel's folly, you see that Fudge, Usher, and Cookie Quish are like peering through the blinds a little bit and watching you all fight, um, like from the kitchen window. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> don't get any good funny ideas in there. You don't need your swords. This is all friendly. They just they're they're just waving at you. Uh, dirty twenty. Same. Ooh. Who a, has higher I dexterity? A, I have a plus two to dexterity. <laughs> uh, I have a plus four. Right. Okay. Loomis, you're up first then. I was laughing because at first I was looking at my saving throws and it was a plus seven, but that's not. (laughs) No. (laughs) Loser. Loser. Yeah, I'm just going to charge at Ellis with my spear, but going for his hands. Oh. 
dirty 20. Uh, silvery barbs. I, I go, see? And I like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're not going for the tummy this time. Waving his hands out of the way, you now roll uh, with disadvantage. So roll again. That is a nine. Nope, that does not hit. Do I still yeah. have my extra attack and bonus action? Yes. Are they all at disadvantage? I don't think I think so. it's, it's just that one hit. So, yeah, you... Ellis, like, waves his hands um, as the spear is coming and you're not able to hit it, but you have two more attacks if you want yeah. it. So I'm gonna try again with spear with the other hand. Oh. Thirteen. That is my armor class. That hits. Nice! That is... 10 points of damage. Ooh, chunkos. Ooh. Ow! Um, uh, as you do that, um, I like flick my finger in your direction as a, a black feather sort of like uh, races towards you and then dissipates as I bonus action cast Hex. Ooh. Um, what does that do? I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. Um, and I choose one ability. Target has disadvantage on, on those ability checks. I'm gonna pick strength. And then I'm gonna cast uh, two Eldritch Blasts uh, into your tummy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and because of my new Eldritch Invocations, they're Agonizing Blasts. Oh. So severe tummy aches? Yes. Um, the first one is a 15 plus 7 to hit. 22. Yes. And the second one was a natural 20. <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah. IBS. Lumis gets IBS. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is 12 points of force damage plus uh, one point of necrotic. I'm resistant to necrotic. So, so that so would be nothing. Well, no, it'd round <laughs> up to one, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's half yeah. rounded up. Yeah. So you take one point of necrotic. Good. That's just math. That's, okay. that's <laughs> rules and that's math. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second one will be uh, the the crit will be eighteen plus oh, four, uh, twenty two plus twenty two points of force damage, and then another one point of necrotic damage. Loomis turns into mist. <gasps> oh god! Oh god! I go. Call oh, it, call I go. It. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh shit! Oh, oh fuck! Oh shit! Oh, Wait, god. hold on, hold on. Before you do anything, what? <laughs> hold on. I just killed Loomis. I take a very, very close look at the mist to see if I see anything. That's not the time. Shit, hold on. What do I see when I look in the mist? Uh, roll an investigation check. Uh, 18 total. Um, you don't see anything in particular. The shape of the mist turns into that of the symbol of Dodathal. So there's a single thread that goes down to a spindle, and then there's like a woven yarn mm-hmm. um, kind of wreath around it. I don't know if you saw this the last time. Yeah, we, I saw a I, I symbol think you did. for Dodothal. Yeah. 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 So it is literally just like the symbol for Dodothal is made by like this misty. This, I, this misty yeah, I'm stuff. like envisioning yeah. like in, you know, the the dark mark where it kind of forms eventually into a skull and then a snake. But it's so it's kind of a cloud mist forming into that, but it's ever moving. So like sometimes gotcha. you see it, sometimes it's just fog and mist. But if you look with your 18, I feel like you can definitely point it out. Like I've seen that symbol before. It is yeah. the same since the, when the last time I looked okay. when Luna's turned then, into mist. That makes sense. And then the other thing, 
I say, but as I see Ellis coming over to fix <laughs> Loomis, I say, wait, wait, we also wanted to know if we can move Loomis in this state, remember? <laughs> and I'm going to try and move the mist. Like, can I okay. move this? If Loomis goes down, am I able to move Loomis around? Uh, I believe you can. Like, how are you trying to move the mist, I guess? Just touching it <laughs> with Just my hands. It. Okay. I'd say no, it doesn't. Because it's. I think when you, like, do it, it's like little particles kind of, like, move around where your mm-hmm. hands go and then come back. Emil, I feel like this is a kind of uh, uh, icky and gross uh, invasion of Loomis's uh, personal space in a way that you and I couldn't possibly comprehend. Sure, I feel like sure. you're, you're touching it, his like, spleen or something. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. You're right. It's kind of gross. I don't know what um, I'm touching. Fix it. I shove my hand in the mist uh, and go, ew, uh, and cast <laughs> uh, another healing word at second level, uh, and you get 10 points of healing back. Loomis just from the sky onto the ground ever so gracefully and says that was kind of exhilarating are you okay yeah is everybody good yeah i mean i kind of died unconscious went into my mist form but i'm fine now i'm a bit hurt i don't think i should fight anymore yeah this was a bad idea no this was a great idea oh okay it puts into perspective that, you know, with their new employer, there might be harder enemies that I'm not really prepared to face, so I need to train as well. I I haven't really... I look, kind of, like, look at my hand, uh, and I'm like, I haven't really done that in a second. Um, I didn't... I didn't... I didn't know it was... I didn't know it was that strong. Yeah, you should definitely use that more often against our enemies, not me. Yeah, for sure. Was that a gift from... The Noxus? I mean, yeah, and I kind of, like, make the Eldritch Blast, like, in my hand, like a Rasengan from Naruto. Um, and I'm, uh... And I'm just like, sure. yeah, like, this was one of the first things that they let me, like, do, but this is just... It was, it was just a bit stronger. I didn't think it was going to be that strong. Damn. Okay. Wow, yeah. Um, this is off-topic question. Is anyone feeling like maybe we should like summon some demons or something? Or Anyone feeling like that or no? Actually, now that you mention it, um, and I, I, st- I like, I rolled I my I punch eyes Ellis. Me too, me too. I think you're still here with us. I was just trying to make light of what is a very worrisome situation. Honestly, oh. Ellis. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I don't. Um, yeah, that is very worrisome. But you know what uh, else could make light of this situation is this. And I snap my fingers and uh, I turn. Uh, I use mask of many faces to cast disguise self on myself at will, uh, without expending a spell slot. And I turn into Loomis and I go, <laughs> eh, I hate water. <laughs> I hate- I hate water and I hate I hate food and is, laughter. Is this the one that permanently scars you? No, this is just a spell that I have now. It's an eldritch oh. invocation. It's an eldritch. Oh my god! <laughs> I, wow. Yeah, and then once six seconds pass, <laughs> and I turn into a meal, and I go, "Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be dead soon because I'm old." <laughs> well, okay, that's not the reason why. But how long can you hold that for? 
I don't know. I don't really know the. I don't. I'm just. I haven't really looked up the spell disguise self at all. I just know I can cast disguise self on myself at will. What the hell? Um, but That's yes. Cool. Um, so yeah, I have that in my arsenal too. And no, I have not been thinking of any demons. In fact, they sound icky and gross. I just had to touch uh, Loomis's mist, and I almost threw up. <laughs> yeah, could you feel us touching your mist? <laughs> uh, no, I I black out when I turn into that. I kind of just fall unconscious, which is kind of the only time I feel that way. It's kind of peaceful, though, huh? Honestly, a little bit. Okay, but we still need you here. Don't die yet. <laughs> Don't get too excited. All right, that was a lot of fun. Um, I hope everybody feels um satisfied. Um. We should, uh, I think, like, Ellis looks kind of, like, spooked a little bit. And he's like, uh, we should go to bed. Uh, Loomis, you have a long day tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Let's go, let's go to bed. I think I'm going to stay out here a little bit longer. That's fine. I'm going go to my cu- I'm gonna go to my cubby. Uh, I will hang back for just a second with Loomis. Oh, so one last thing. In, in the middle of that flurry of attacks you were doing on me, uh, I did notice a new bucket swinging around from your neck. Yeah, apparently it changes color with my mood, but it kind of just stays black right now. I, I think those things work on, like, blood pressure, so I don't know if it's going to work <laughs> or not. That makes sense. Um, but yes, no, it's, but a, I, it's a new fashion piece. <laughs> so I guess it, it wasn't the locket that meant so much to you? Because you replaced it pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean... The locket did mean a lot. It came from someone pretty special, but it, it was more of what the locket held. Oh, okay. Um, well, I don't, I don't need to know any more than <laughs> you're willing to share. No, uh, you don't. Yeah. Hey, good fight. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get Same you next you. time. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get you next time. Uh, good night, Loomis. Good night, Avil. I think Ellis goes to bed um, both equal parts, like, a little scared, but also, like, um, feeling um, pretty cool that he just, like, whomped um, Loomis with this new power. Emil is feeling pretty incapable <laughs> um, and reminded of kind of when he first arrived here at Mistfall and was very, very desperately reliant on these two and still feeling the same way. Loomis feels a sense of content with his new fangled friends, I guess you can say now, and a sense of something to strive for that, you know, he wants to be, he wants to be able to kick Ellis's butt the way he did a Mills. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're like Sasuke and I'm Naruto. <laughs> I'm checking here on the board. It says two references to Naruto. That's it. Emil, for all of Emil's Rockley. Emil's Rockley. <laughs> it's all of October. It's done. Sorry, Alex. Also, the reason why Loomis is out here is just to do his life force thing. He stays in the area not super far away as he would normally go, but enough to where he's not necessarily damaging the squirrels' foolies area. Uh, to just do his little meditation to get some life force back. 
cool yeah i think you sort of there's like a surrounded the 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 porch is like surrounded by trees i think you kind of climb down one of them going down to uh not to the riverbank but near the riverbank a little bit um and sort of pray and meditate over there uh before climbing back up the tree and headed to your cubby um you all sleep and wake up the next morning it is the 24th day of wind crisp uh you all are in the squirrel's folly uh for breakfast which is a delicious breakfast this morning uh brought to you by fudge cookie crisp and usher cookie crisp sorry (laughs) (laughs) but now that you mentioned cookie crisp let's talk about um no i i think uh at breakfast i'll say all right, Loomis, you're kind of leading the way on this one. I think we're Alice and I can just follow your lead and not butt oh, in. Y'all are, y'all are coming with me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we should. I think we should. Um, who knows? You don't know what this professor's gonna say or do. Um, I mean, to to, to be not to play devil's advocate here, but um, this this is kind of not a squirrel's foolies mission, am I? Right? This is a this is a Loomis IP. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I initially came here was to see this professor. However, I do feel like it's partially a squirrel's foolies mission in the sense that I think this professor has information about the Lost Era, which I think is kind of tied into your thing, Alice. Mm, I was just kind of hoping to nap all day, but if you... If, if I mean, if this... you want to nap, that's fine. I don't need y'all to come. No. <laughs> Even if you did need us to come, you wouldn't say, Ellis, we're going. We're at least going to wait outside or something. Let's go back to the fucking library or whatever. I feel like we go there every day. <laughs> <laughs> this beats shrimping. At least we're done shrimping, all right? We're doing something besides dipping our hands in water for I still have, I still have beef with that shit. L- Loomis didn't shrimp once. Loomis didn't do any shrimping, and Loomis <laughs> got to learn lock picking. <laughs> I just got some shrimp, which, which was You took one for the team. You, this was, was for the team. All of us. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty I'm, happy shrimping. I'm starting to think about demons. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I punch out. <laughs> Eldritch Blast two the times. <laughs> all of us. To the academy. I know what you're thinking right now. You're like, wow, what a what a really good episode of this podcast. This could get dicey. You're like, probably thinking like, wow, these people are so witty and charming and handsome and whatever. And you're like, how? How in the world could I listen to uh, this podcast for the rest of my life? Well, it's pretty simple, actually. You just um, share it, you know? If you like it, share it. You can go to uh, like our Instagram or TikTok at TCGDPod and you like scroll through some of the, the funny posts we have and you're like, damn, that's a really funny one. I'm going to share it. Don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid to share stuff. People share dumb shit all the time. This isn't dumb shit. So like share it. It's sick. Um, also, you can tell a buddy. That's cool. Be like, hey, I got a podcast. Podcast is really good. You should check it out. Dungeons and Dragons. It's the hot new thing. It's better than anything else right now. Alright, that's uh this was kind of aggressive. Uh back to the episode. You all head to the academy, you make your way inside to the grand hall where Dev Lassier is once again, 
Um, if you wish to speak to him, he's there. If not, you can walk by him. Do we know where the professor's office is? No, you don't. <laughs> you go up to Devlis here. <laughs> oh, hello again. You are back. Yeah, we're back. Dev, I saw that you made quite a connection the other night at the Squirrel's Folly. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Elizabeth is a, a nice person to speak with. And she's hot, right? And she is an attractive woman, yes. And you had a nice conversation, I heard? I did have a nice conversation, yes. She also reads books, I'll have you know. Cool. <laughs> did, did y'all make any future plans to maybe do it again sometime? Perhaps that is none of your business. I just thought we were, you know, kind of approaching a friendly sort of, uh, you know, uh, quota with each other, seeing as though we're fucking here every other goddamn day. Not quite. Um, Loomis, today is your appointment with the professor. Yeah, you remembered. Good job. I have a calendar in front of me that says Loomis meeting <laughs> with Professor Ramovic. I I look at said calendar, and do I see any other dates perhaps on his calendar uh, roll a perception check oh that's a natural 20 22 sure yeah you see in like three days that there's a little it says d and e we'll leave it at that i notice it and i try my hardest to not have him see that i see it on his calendar Sure. I think he's a little distracted with Ellis, like berating him a little bit. So I, I think you're you're good. Um, uh, so to get to the professor's office, you will go to the left through here, go into the religion wing, take another left, uh, and there will eventually be a door uh, that says Professor Ramovic on it. Cool. Thanks. Yes. And Litmus starts walking that way. All right. As as we're walking, I when we're out of earshot from Dev, I tell the two in three days' time. Dev had a note on his calendar that said D and E. Oh shit! Luma's burying the lead. Oh, that's awesome. I don't think we're gonna be here because we have to leave soon, right? But that's awesome. If I could be a fly on the wall wherever that happened, maybe it'll be at the Squirrel's Folly. We can just ask someone to let us know if it's there we could maybe he's gonna join the inner circle too (laughs) maybe what a what a first date (laughs) yeah it took us three dates with elizabeth to get there he probably puts out that's what i'm (laughs) talking about (laughs) hell yeah my boy dev definitely does (laughs) oh my god all righty you all, <laughs> <laughs> you all head out of the hallway, or out of the grand hall uh, to the left. You go across another large tree branch um, that connects to a building that also wraps around another grand tree. Entry inside the building, it has high ceilings and it's, um, you know, there's kind of like stained glass windows and lots of statues and, and symbols. There are two large banners about 20 feet in length that hang on the wall. One has a spindle on it with a thread that trails from it and uh, surrounding it in a wreath of twisting fiber. 
this is uh, the symbol is copper in color and sits on a deep purple uh, background. The other banner is green with the golden gnarly tree branch sprouting vertically, uh, the branch covered in flowers and fruits. These are the symbols of Dodothal, the Death Weaver, and Siloria, the goddess of nature and abundance. Um, so, assumably, in the religion wing, this is kind of their focus is here. Um, make your, your way down the hall. You come to a door with a sign next to it that says Professor Anya Ramovic, Cleric of Dodothal. The door is ajar, and sitting at the desk inside is a half-elf woman with jet black hair pulled back, freckles across her face, and dark green eyes. Uh, she looks up as she kind of hears footsteps approaching. Ah, you must be Loomis Bjorn. I've heard quite a bit about you all from Dev. Please, come come in. What has Dev been saying? Uh, that you made an appointment three weeks ago, and that you all are capable uh, people in the community, it would seem. Okay. Yeah, I've been waiting a bit for you. I... I'm meant to hand this to you. And Loomis pulls out of his pocket knapsack a letter and hands it to her. Okay. Yeah, you all go inside and looking around the office, there's floor-to-ceiling bookshelves stuffed to the brim with books and papers. Her desk has strewn papers about, uh, various books open to random pages. Um, and she grabs a letter from you. Uh, yeah, apologies for, for not being here sooner. I was returning from, from Brinehorn, uh, quite the trek from over there. Uh, so uh, let, me, let me take a look here at this. She breaks the seal on the letter, and we zoom out as Professor Romovic kind of unfurls the paper. Um, we zoom out across the ocean to the cold, snowy mountains of northern Aegea, a monastery wedged in the frosty mountains overlooks the city of Mooncrest. A monk sits at the desk, dipping his feathered quill into the black ink pot as he writes. Professor Ramovic, we write to you from the monastic order in Mooncrest. Loomis Bjorn has become quite skilled in the way of the long death, a rare and older tradition within our order, a tradition that in all honesty scares many of us. We believe this tradition was one that once lived under Dodothal with her blessing. We're afraid we might not be the best people to teach Loomis, and if Loomis is to continue this tradition, we would hope it could be with Lady Dodothal's blessing. A blessing we don't feel confident we could properly uh, acquire. Loomis has many questions about Dodothal, well beyond our knowledge. We also have many questions as to why the long death resonated with Loomis. Does Dodothal have something planned for Loomis? It is just the vampiric affliction, perhaps. We thank you for whatever help you can provide, Loomis. We also greatly appreciate you giving Loomis a reason to leave Mooncrest and our order. He, quite honestly, is a sad boy, and we're a little tired of the vibes. How are we to study martial arts and our traditions while someone is wallowing in their own self-pity, wondering what the meaning of life is? The meaning of life is to maim people with your unarmed strikes, of course. I jest. Only about the maiming, but he really is quite depressing. <laughs> but surely, as you are the premier scholar and the god of death, you yourself must be a sad girl, after all, and can relate to dear Loomis. Well, I'm sure your talks will be quite stimulating. Who doesn't love talking about the ever-cheerful subject of dying? Sincerely, Brother Mateo. Uh, well, he sounds delightful. Uh, 
do you find yourself with a bit of dour uh, demeanor about you? Uh, the, the Brother Mateo here thinks I'll be able to, to meet you at that level, but uh, I'm sorry to disappoint. I'm, I'm not really mopey about death. I mean, neither am I. Of course. Of course. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, according to the, your uh, Brother Mateo here, uh, he says that you are kind of wondering about Dodathal and, and sort of the way of the long death and yeah what is a what is it that I can do for you here yeah I guess I it seems that I need Dodathal's blessing or something I assume just to get more powerful I've never been super religious I'm usually not welcomed in religious establishments so wanted to see what information you had I guess Sure. Uh, so you're a vampire, I take it. Um, and I must admit, in, in my past, I don't think I would have taken too lightly to uh, an undead in my presence. But uh, I, I've learned quite a lot under Dodothal, and uh, Dodothal is okay with vampires, I'll say that. Um, Just it's not okay. really. Well, I think more than okay. I mean, Dodothal doesn't like those who create vampires, but. Um, it is not the vampire's fault for existing. That's the first time someone's ever said something like that to me. They usually just blame me for being this way. Oh, no, it, it, it's not your fault at all. I mean, no, I mean, Dodothal wouldn't blame you for, for, for being undead. I mean, it is a, a grave sin, I, I guess, in the eye of Dodothal to harm or manipulate someone else's life, um, someone else's thread. Uh, we're all kind of, I, I guess, how much do you know about Dodothal and, and her teachings? Honestly, not much. I used to hang around someone that was, I guess, really into Dodothal's teachings, but didn't really stick with me, I guess. Sure. Well, I guess I could kind of start at the beginning. We're all given a thread upon birth, is how we all like to picture it. Uh, a singular thread that runs as long as the course of our life. And when we die, um, that thread kind of gets woven into a blanket, uh, so to speak. And when you die, you're greeted by Dodathal with that blanket to sort of wrap you up in the memories and the moments of your life. So uh, when someone kill somebody when somebody turns someone into an undead you are messing with that thread you are kind of altering and changing um, their blanket their memories their life um, so that's why it's it's kind of a grave sin uh, to create undead but it is not it's not your fault and it's certainly uh, it's kind of in a way you've been given a second chance um, to, to weave a new blanket, so to speak. Is that why I can't remember anything before I turned? Because my blanket was unraveled? That's a... I wouldn't know for sure. Uh, I haven't fully studied on, you know, the undead fully, but I would say that's a good guess that you've sort of had two blankets created, I guess, or two threads. Um, and one blanket's been sort of lost 
and now you're working on a new thread to, to weave. What made you become the premier professor of Dothal? Like, why are you following them? I've always been sort of a devout follower of Dothal, um, sort of like a, a family thing. We were just sort of raised within the church of Dothal, kind of, uh, you know, family members throughout uh, our family tree were grave keepers and, you know, people who helped pass people on to the next life. So death's always kind of been around me and it's always been something of interest, but I wanted to become a professor uh, and sort of the premier professor on this because it's never been enough to just kind of be a follower and to, to know her. I wanted to, to know everything. I wanted to know uh, as much as I could about death, about about the undead, uh, about what happens next. And I, I kind of, people often fear death. They often are scared, often worry about their their life ending, their thread being cut. But I think Dodathal is an opportunity and uh, a benevolent God that gives us the opportunity to go fearlessly into our days, knowing that at the end of it all, we are greeted with something warm and caring and something to reflect upon and something not so scary. Uh, and I, I really, I can't wait for that day to happen. Uh, but until that day, I just want to learn and, and pass on the good word, I guess, as much as I can. Have you learned what happens after you die and, you know, don't come back? I can only guess, and again, I, I hope it's Dothal, you know, greeting us with, with warmth and love, but um, I, I've done my fair share of attempting to speak with the dead and trying to get this answer. You know, those who would know best um, often can't speak to us, uh, but... I, I believe that at the end of it all, that it is that one last moment that we get to cherish uh, our memories before our soul leaves and fades away. That is what I believe. Uh, I don't have necessarily the most scientific knowledge or, or you know, data on that because it's a hard topic to get that. I guess I would hope that, and you kind of told me this is not true, but I would hope that someone who maybe gets a second chance of life like a vampire would, would maybe know that answer, but I I guess you don't. No, but I guess what you said about a warm blanket and feeling comfort resonated. That's the last, I guess, rather the first memory I have. That's, that's hopeful. I, it's good to know that you've maybe felt that on some level and I, I hope maybe that there's a way for you to to get back those memories so that way you don't just feel maybe a, a fleeting feeling of that warmth but you get to to see it all and feel it all yeah it'd be nice to feel again you can't feel anything no that must be rough every day to kind of just go about life uh, I, I, I want, I mean, 
hopefully at the end of your second life, whenever that happens, you at least get that one last bit of feeling at the end. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, when that would happen. Just, I guess you can say, you know, I definitely become more intrigued with death when you realize you can't die in the same means as most people. It certainly kind of bolsters that feeling of, I have a sense of fearlessness, right? Like, every day could be my last, but that's okay, because at the end of it is this sort of present, I guess. So, in a, in a way, you're already kind of living that without knowing for sure that you'll get that. Yeah, I guess when you put it that way, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get that again. We can hope. Yeah, we can hope. Loomis then turns over, just kind of turns around to the other two and just to see what their expressions look like. Uh, Emil's expression, um, probably you can't see it. I'd be like looking at anything else in the room but this conversation because I feel like I'm (laughs) spying on something very intimate. Um, So I'm kind of just like looking anywhere else I can. I think uh, Ellis looks kind of solemn. Um, obviously understands that he can't sympathize to the fullest extent, but to have a feeling that you want to go back to, but you can't, it's relatable. Loomis then you know, turns back to the professors. This is kind of out of left field and kind of switching the subject, but I was wondering if you knew anything about the Lost Era. I think the professor's eyes kind of like light up in a little bit of shock upon hearing this. Uh, I have actually. I, I do know a little bit. I've, I've heard of this before. Um, not just before, but part of the reason why I was in Brinehorn was to... Mistfall is a wonderful academy, but the academy in Brinehorn is sort of the the academy of, of Icerune. It is larger, filled with more scholars, more historians, um, but they don't have a, a religion professor like me, okay? Um, so I, I went out to Brinehorn to sort of learn more about uh, what they had found. Uh, do do some teaching as well while there, but they did find out some information about the Era of the Lost, but how did you all find out about this? Loomis pulls out the book Time Lost and just sets it on the professor's desk. A book? All right. And you read it? Um, any sort of quick notes from it? I mean, essentially, it's a period of time that was lost seems like there is a big war yes there was a big war um uh, excuse me for interrupting oh of course yes uh, yeah sorry. yeah i'm sorry I'm we've only emil. been talking <laughs> yeah i'm emil mazak it's nice to meet you um i believe the war had something to do with uh, i mean both of the gods on the banners outside am i right about that siloria and Dodothal were both part of this? Dodothal a little bit. Um, she definitely offered her powers to people, but it was definitely mostly Lumixen, Themyscira, and Siloria who did a majority of the um, sort of ending of that war, I would say. What we have found uh, 
um, has been tricky. Um, many of the records mention, or we get that there's been was an entity or a being that existed, but their name is struck from all records that we found. But what we do know is that while deities often don't intervene in mortals um, beyond just granting them powers, this was a special case in which the deities did intervene. Um, the bean was placed into some sort of imprisonment deep within the earth. Uh, we have found no sign of this bean. We have no record of them beyond that. We have no clues as to where this prison could be. Somewhere deep within Drugawa, this bean is being imprisoned. So you're saying that the gods created this being and then stuck it underneath us? I do not believe they created this being. I believe they were trying to stop this being as much as possible. Um, this being was destructive, uh, rained down terror and plagues, death, destruction, all of it. And so much so that the, the gods decided that they could not see the people perish any anymore so that they they intervened and imprisoned this entity but some thing or someone created this being that we don't know we don't know if it was created we don't know if it's a deity of themselves we don't know if it's corporeal ethereal we don't know if it's uh has a brain we don't know if it's living and breathing we don't know if it's even if, if it was to be freed, what it would be like, we, we have no idea beyond just that it exists and that it, Themyska, Lumixen, and Siloria shoved it deep uh, within, I, within um, Drugawa, I guess. You mentioned the Academy at Brinehorn. Has something happened recently to make this be a topic of conversation for you? Uh, for me, no. Um, I was going there anyways to, to sort of do some other teachings, um, just guest speaking and, and general research. Um, but it was just brought to my attention while there. Uh, no one made mention of why it kind of came to, to relevancy at the time. And I wasn't there for, for very long. But they're talking there about it. They do appear to be, yes. I look at Ellis. I kind of sh- I kind of shrug back. I'm like I don't really I don't really know if I have anything to add. I Kenny can't tell if this is Ellis being like I don't think I have anything to add, or if Ellis knows that he might have something to add but doesn't want to add it, like the stuff about Nanoxus saying there's some kind of being that wants all of us dead, reemerging or something. Are you being like this? Are you being deceptive right now, or are you like? generally like i don't want to talk like yeah i i don't think i have i don't think ellis has anything to add like other other than short of saying like i mean obviously ellis doesn't want to be like hi my name is ellis mendove and i currently have a bird guy in my my head named anoxis like blah 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 blah. blah. i don't like i don't know Mm -hmm. the i don't really know the social implications of like that yet i'd like i do know that what anoxis has told me has been very vague and limited and like like non-detailed and so like this is like just more details and i'm like i don't really know what else ellis could say right now to 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 help or to add to this convo 
Hearing Ella say that, Loomis asks, You, you mentioned that the deities and gods stepped in, you know, to help the humans thrive and live. Were the, rather, did the malevolent deities and gods step, step in to help this being? To help the being? Um, we don't, we don't believe any god wanted this being to exist malevolent benevolent it was we believe all gods were on the same page for this one well hey the, the good news is it seems like we we won this war thank you to the gods i guess we i mean we came out on top right we did um yeah and then there was the the era of the, so that was prior to the era of the, the lost and then in the era of the lost um sort of a lot of restarting, a lot of um, relearning things. Arcane magic kind of disappeared for a long time and came back in various ways across the world. Um, but we did, we did win. It is possible uh, to to win against it. I guess I, I I do have a question in terms of like, I know ever since we first. Uh, as a group heard about uh, um, the era of the lost um, it doesn't seem like people seem to know much about it um, but obviously that's not true because we have a book about it is this big library city that you were in would they, they would probably have more answers to stuff like this it's possible that they might have more information um, certainly when I was there we, you know we gathered a little bit more information about it I think the problem with this era is that it seems that the world was sort of wiped clean. And I think when that happens, you have to restart a lot of records. A lot of records become vague or we're only hearing from one person about it. Um, so there's not a lot of corroborating stories, I guess, about it. And I think that's the complication when it comes to understanding this era. Makes sense. Who's going to write it down if everybody's dead? Um, right. Yeah. Well, definitely spooky stuff. You wouldn't know of any scary cults trying to bring back whatever's buried in the muck? I don't know of any. I mean, if you all find any information around this, uh, I would be grateful to, to hear more about it. Uh, Can I make an insight know. check? Is she being forthcoming? Sure. Yeah, go ahead and roll an insight check. 16 plus... Three, nineteen. Um, yeah, you're not getting that. She doesn't seem to be like lying. I mean, I think there's a, a level of worry. Um, I think there's like a level of concern of she just met you all, and you all seem to know a little bit more about this than she would anticipate like any normal average person to know. So I think that's kind of where like her uneasiness comes from. But I don't think there's any uneasiness from yeah, like lying or anything. You'd mentioned that Dodothal wasn't really a part of this, right? She's an interesting god. Um, her great part is sort of uh, to catch people at the end of it all, right? So if a lot of death and destruction was happening, I would say she was maybe busy ferrying people off um, to the end of their days. And that was her part to play. Just to welcome people to death. Yeah. In a thing that meant to destroy a lot of people. I see how that uh, might sound, but 
I guess I would rather knowing that other gods were intervening at the time and I'm sure that there was some level of intervening towards the end if even malevolent gods were getting involved um, I'm sure Dodothal stepped in as needed at, at the end of, of it all but I would rather her be there and welcoming people to death yes than uh, and, and hoping that the other gods did their part to, to stop the death Amen. I have a lot of respect for Dodathal. Punched in when it was her time to work and worked her shift and then, you know, let everyone else do their jobs and she did her job. I, you know, she gets it. Themiscus, the, the goddess of, of justice and, and, and war and all that, she, she, you know, she had to work overtime. Dodathal had to as well, you know. Are you kind of implying that Dodathal doesn't necessarily care if somebody is like, is this sort of warm embrace of death awaiting everybody, and if it doesn't matter if you're good or bad? Yes. Uh, the warm embrace is always there. A, a blanket of your life is always there. I think it's you who gets to look upon the memories of your life to decide what sort of life you lived. Um, your story is woven, and when it ends, it ends. It is not to Dodothal to judge um, what sort of life you wove. Uh, I, she lets you kind of sit with it, so to speak, wrapped up in it um, at the end of it all. Well, I, am, I appreciate how unbiased she seems to be. That's, you know, To an nice. extent, again, doesn't love when people, uh, you know, forcefully end other people's lives and threads unnecessarily. But she seems to at least recognize that that's not her purpose to step in, right? Right, right. Not necessarily. I'll look over to Loomis and, and say, uh, well, first, <clears throat> first I'll look at Professor Ramovic and say, could we have the room, please, <laughs> for just a second? <laughs> this is... This is my office. I just got back. This is my oh, office. Oh, right. Sure. I, I yeah. grab Sorry. Emil by the like <laughs> sleeve, and I'm like, Emil, we can't keep doing this. And Please, I... let's, meet, let's meet in the hallway just for a sec. If you'll give yeah, us I'll, just a I'll moment. Yeah, I'll be right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, did you, did you get what you need? I guess I got it. I don't know exactly what I was looking for. Brother Mateo told me to come here, so I did. I feel... I guess a sense of relief that this, my last first memory, wasn't just a trick. Like, I guess it, it was me dying and me feeling the warmth of the life that I had. But I don't, I really don't know what I expected out of that conversation. I don't know either, but I do know that more than maybe any other conversation we've had so far... I think you're going to need some time to process this. Uh, maybe you'll find out a little more if you give yourself some time. That's a that's a good point. I do have one more question for her, but then I'm I'm down to leave. She seems really nice. Um it's, you know, you know, another professor that we've met that seems to be pretty 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 chill. Are, is there any other questions that we should ask about the era of the lost yeah I, I i look at emil i'm just like i was i'm being i'm being i mean genuine yeah, no, i really don't i don't know that you the thing you mentioned maybe it's just not enough information 
I, I am connecting two dots that maybe aren't connected at all. I don't know. I think I think they're fully connected. I just haven't had a lot of conversations with Birdman, and um, I'm it's it sort of seemed like one of those things where he like didn't want to. I I almost worry it's the thing is just like if if he were to tell me like. If there's this evil monster named Jimmy and he lives in uh, the center of the earth and like just the sheer like knowledge of of their image will rack your brain. So I I don't know. And I I I I totally understand not wanting someone to know everything going on with you. So I don't know if it's worth bringing up the Noxus to her or not. I'd, I'd like super... I'd personally, I'd like super rather not. Okay, yeah. Let's leave it for now. I, I think it's a very interesting thread that maybe we can follow when we're past this whole ball and the court and all this stuff that's going on with us right now. I mean, to be super like clear and transparent, I don't... I mean, y'all are kind of in this mess with me too. So, like, I don't... Like I've, I think I've already told y'all this. Like I'm, I'm gonna be transparent with y'all as best as I can. I just don't know how transparent I want to be with people who could, you know, grab a pitchfork or something. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm not gonna tell anyone I'm a giant wooden monster. Um, absolutely. The only one who's been very forthcoming with everyone they meet is Loomis, <laughs> and <laughs> Loomis. Hopefully, you can get some answers in return here. Yeah, hopefully. We go back into the room. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other questions, concerns? I guess my last question, kind of my first question that I asked, do I need to get like Dota Thal's blessing or something to get stronger? I, I don't think so. Um, has she sent you any signs that she's, uh, you know, like interested in you? Have she spoken to you? Uh, did she? I haven't heard anyone speak to me, not okay. like face to face. I, I guess whenever, like, I, you know, I'm a vampire. I don't really die. Sure. Uh, but when I fall unconscious, I kind of turn into a mist form, and that mist form sometimes has her symbol or whatever. Oh. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's a pretty big sign, I think. I, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to lots of vampires, so for all I know, all vampires take her form when they're in mist form, but maybe not. I'm not sure, but, huh. There's probably a, a couple of ways we, we could think about that. Um, my best guess, and, you know, kind of the... I guess the nicest guest here and, and something that hopefully will be reassuring to you is that perhaps Dodathal's sending a message to you that your thread is is not cut. Um, if it is the symbol of her, the spindle and the wreath of the with the thread, well then I would guess um, your thread is continuing to be spun and uh, your your life is not over. That would that would be my first initial guess. Is it's just kind of a, a reassurance. You said that was like your nice guess. What's your not so nice guess? I still think it's a nice second guess. For me, still a nice guess because uh, it maybe she wants you to be like a champion of her. You know, like maybe you know you're a monk of the long death. So maybe she's like this person can fight. 
champion me fighter um that would be like for me that's like hell yeah i mean i'm i'm a cleric for a while i was really like a champion out there you know being an adventurer and and fighting necromancers and, and the like uh but you know perhaps that's maybe that's not something you're looking for in which case maybe that's not such a nice guess like i said i don't really know what i'm looking for but maybe that is a path but also in my experience organized religion hasn't been the kindest to me or the people i've known that then that's fair uh it can be it can be a doozy it's not necessarily the god's fault uh who follows them and not necessarily the god's fault uh how they choose to uh influence others i guess i turn to the other two and jester like do you have any last words uh no, no. Oh, all good. You're super nice. Thanks for being so helpful to answering our questions. Yeah, of course. I'm. I'm. Uh, apologies again for for being out of town for so long. It, again, it's a it's a long trek from from here to Brinehorn, but uh, I should be here for the foreseeable future. So if you ever have any more questions or just want to talk, um, I'm here for it. And if you have any more information that you find about the Heir of the Lost or if you know anything about this entity or being whatever it is uh i'm all ears for that too thank you so much yeah thanks you all leave professor anya ramovic's office heading back down the tree um, to the main square of mistfall and that is where we will end tonight's episode hmm. oh i don't think loomis has talked so much <laughs> I know, yeah. how's your voice? <laughs> it doesn't feel great, not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> oh, this could get dicey for Destiny's voice and growth. <laughs> Gotta love when our boy Loomis has his time to shine and really hear that good old raspy voice. You can find This Could Get Dicey where all podcasts are streamed and on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDPod. If you found our antics enjoyable, help us out by leaving a rating or review or, you know, word of mouth is always great. Tell a friend or two or five or ten. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for our next episode coming out Wednesday, November 15th.